Forte Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. It has finally stopped raining in Central Texas. It is a beautiful day as I look out the window here in the Red Sea Radio. Beautiful seaside studios. We're not seaside. We're in Central Texas. That's not how the sea works, but it's beautiful nonetheless. So, um, we were supposed to do something really, really cool today. <laughs> Our good friends, producer Sam, who has, who has been gone for two weeks. She just left me, you know. Um, people have been missing her. This was supposed to be her grand return. And I had a special surprise for you. Everybody's either favorite or second favorite priest in Forte Catholic history. It's I'll leave that up to you. Father Jared Cook who was also in the Holy Land leading the trip that our producer Sam was on, he was supposed to come and be our surprise guest co-host for the day. It was going to be great. And then, kids, they both texted me, one yesterday and one today, that they are both sick. So here's my tip, friends. If you go to the Holy Land, you're going to get sick. I think it has a lot to do, uh, more to do with the time zone shift than being in the Holy Land. But uh, there you have it. They had a great time. That's what I've heard. But none of us are going to hear any more than that until they both decide that they are healthy. So I have in the studio replacement producer for the day. Uh, and a returner to the show, Mr. A.J. Barrows in the studio. A.J. Barrows, how are you? I'm doing well, Taylor. How have you been? I have just been doing mint. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I feel like we only call producer Sam, producer Sam. Like I never call her by her last name. I kind of feel like I'm just going to call you A.J. Barrows the whole time. Like I'm just fair. going That's to talk. Fair. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't you say you didn't want your last name on the radio? It's a little late now. Well, dang it. <laughs> that lasted like 30 seconds. If only Father Jared was here so that he could hear my confession. But alas, <laughs> he is ill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, AJ. But I have something special for you, AJ. Yeah, what is that? Uh, we have a special Forte Catholic uh, celebration week yeah, going on we today. Do we? Uh, yeah, you, me, a few people are celebrating something special. Happy birthday to Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh. Happy oh. birthday to oh. Happy is, it, is it my birthday? Yeah. Is it your birthday? birthday? It's my birthday? Is it your birthday? Yeah, this last week. Is it producer Sam's birthday? Yeah. Is it my wife's birthday? <laughs> yes. Same it, day as mine. It, yeah, absolutely. Same day as yours. So I'm sorry I didn't celebrate you as much as you anticipated. <laughs> I, I celebrated with my wife. That, that was probably the right call. I, I believe so. I believe so. Uh, <laughs> this ring on my finger means nothing to you. It means something to her. So. No problem. Yeah. So we celebrated my wife's birthday on the 18th. And we uh, we have a very small baby. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. <laughs> yes, I, have, I am aware you have children. Yes, three of them to yes. be exact. One of them is very, very tiny and annoying. So... She kept me up all all night last night. I'm very tired. Ooh. Um, but it's also annoying when you have small children that you can't go out and like for more than like an hour and a half at a time uh. because small baby needs mom. Mm. So 
here's what we had to do. And st- I wanted to take, you know, like what most couples do, you know, husband takes wife out on an extravagant dinner. Then you go to some nice place and then you uh, go you go see a movie. I mean, like those are, there's just plenty of things that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I had to take my children on our date. <laughs> <laughs> All three Goals. of them. Yeah. So we went out. For dinner, uh, the kids, you know, like most of our wife, my wife's celebration, not our wife, that's weird. Um, yep, that's, yep. E- either meaning our as in you and me or our as in me and my children. Either way, it was odd. Uh, <laughs> so my wife, the, yes, the wife that I own. Um, Don't own her. That's that's slavery. That's no. Well, I thought that's what the... Well, never mind. I was going to say something. You made it weird by mentioning slavery. Well, that's so. true, though. You can't own people. I own this water bottle. It doesn't mean it's my slave. It's not a person. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> okay, so uh, people are going to love this, by the way. One of the things that they love about producer Sam is that she pushes back at me, and you're already throwing me off, and we've only been on the air for four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we go out. Most of our celebration involves, you know, telling our children to sit back down in their chairs. Like my five-year-old actually fell out of his chair. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you fall out of a chair. Like I, I, he wasn't even drinking the margaritas. We were, you know. <laughs> so we had some margaritas. We went and uh, enjoyed a nice dinner, and then we had set up a babysitter to watch the three small children that we own. <laughs> I'm, I'm just yeah. going to try to slide it in again. Yeah, just like, uh, your children, I can mildly I, I argue that you own, own them. them. Yeah. yeah, that I can <laughs> They belong maybe. to me. Um, we dropped them off at the babysitter, and we went to, um, I always want to call it like Grand Central Station. I think it's just called Grand Station. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Here that, in town? Yeah. So... Most people that listen to the show know that I work in youth ministry, so mm. I've been to Grand Station on multiple on, on a multiple occasions, right? Yes. Um, but I've always been with again young children, older than mine, but yeah, you know, yeah. junior high kids, high school kids on the on the occasion. But so I'd I've seen bowling, I had seen like laser tag, you know, because essentially like yeah, I'm a good youth minister. I mean, most days, uh, I mean, yeah, I, most I, days, hanging most out days. at least at Grand Station. I'm a good youth minister. <laughs> they like me when we're there. <laughs> Uh, so we're you know hanging out. I'm playing with them. I'm like you know giving my arm to Jesus by uh, playing bowling, playing bowling, bowling, bowling. Bowl- I think it's just what called is, bowling. What is the verb for bowl? Bowling. Uh, my, uh, while bo- bowl, I because you say like I bowled two hundred. I bowled. I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> so like my right shoulder doesn't work correctly. <laughs> So every time I bowl, I like can't lift my arm for like three days, and I have to like swing it to open doors and that sort of thing. So that's always been my experience of Grand Station. I thought it was okay. a, a place for young children. Yeah. And then my wife wanted to go there. I'm like, whatever. I mean, like we could go hey. and hang out where you know, like, what else is there to do in this town? So we went there, and there's like, have you ever been somewhere for a long time? And then noticed something about it that you should have noticed a long time ago. For instance, a lot of people are listening to this while driving in their car. Yeah. Have you ever had the experience of like you drive the same route to and from work or to and from the gym? And then for some reason, you know, like my car was in the shop and then you're riding the passenger seat Uh, and you just you go on the same route. But you see everything because you're not focused on not dying while you're driving the car, you know? I think we drive very differently. I notice most things when I'm driving. 
I don't know how I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I never noticed these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, that house is purple. And like, my wife is like, yeah, we've lived here for three years. Those are our it's neighbors. F- yeah, it's four doors <laughs> down. You know, I'm like whatever. You know, so that's how I, my experience of Grand Station was. I never noticed that there was like an adult section. Like there's a bar and darts and pool and shuffleboard. Like not the one that you like. You know, like the, the, the tabletop. Yeah, the table, the sand right. and yeah. Um. Anyway, so we were, we played. We went there, and we got to, like, there were TVs everywhere. It was, like, a kind of like a sports bar type thing hidden back by, where, you know, like, I never saw it before because I was always with the children, you know? So we go back there. We have a lot of fun. She beats the you-know-what you out of me at darts. Like, I had no idea. We, my wife and I have been married for over six years. We've been together for nine we have never played darts together. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, like who, like, when do you play darts? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is it play darts or is it dart darts? I think is it's it like throw bowling? darts. You throw darts. Darting. Darting. I'm a very young, darting young man. <laughs> <laughs> One of those statements is true. Out of the darting young man, I'll let you choose which of those three things is true. Uh, darting. <laughs> no follow-up questions, please. So, we have a blast. She beats me at darts. We're watching the Astros in the playoffs. RIP. R- oh, uh, so sad. I, I know. I'm very sad. Anyway, the next day, so we have fun. Mm. The next day, uh, we, we I saw you on your birthday, like that you, same day. I yeah, saw you, you at work yeah. in a meeting, <laughs> which is like... Happy birthday, AJ. And like nothing, nothing happened. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah. So there was nothing cool. I even asked you, like, oh, you do anything special for your birthday? And your response was, no, I'm got work. I'm an, like, I'm an adult. I work on an my adult. birthday. <laughs> Young, dashing man. One of those things is true about you. <laughs> Darting. Darting. No. Darting. That wasn't even an option. That's still my choice. <laughs> I identify as darting. <laughs> so. There was a surprise party. This is what I love about our community. Mm. And because we know our community. Mm. We we often throw surprise parties for people, which I don't know how there's surprises anymore because yeah. if we throw one for everyone, then it shouldn't be a surprise when you have one for you. Mm. But with you knowing you, you've been a part of our community for a what, year and a half now. Right? Yeah, something like that. And we we know you, so we thought we'd do something a little different with your surprise party, which we did on Friday night. Yeah, that was that was a very true statement. <laughs> you did do something different. <laughs> so, uh, you know, pretty typical. Mm. We used some, we used somewhat against you. This in this case, it was your Canadian girlfriend. Yep. We're still not sure if Canada exists, and I wasn't sure your girlfriend existed until this week when I actually met her in person. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so she took you out to dinner. We all gathered at your house. And we were going to do the traditional, you know, surprise, right? When you walk in, we've all done that. It's boring. It's tired. I, I was very tired, by the way. That Yeah, you had a, an event with your wife. You had the kids. You had found half of Grand Station that I had no idea existed. It was an exploration. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that's tiring. Very tiring. Just call me um, those explorer names. I, I was going to say in, them, and then I forgot them. Insert one. J- Joan Jett? That's not correct. Columbus. Colum- no, we can't talk about Columbus. It's very controversial. Oh, uh, happy Indigenous Cort- Peoples Day, everyone. Cortez. Uh, Lewis and Clark. That's there, what I was looking there for. There we go. I kept thinking, I kept thinking Superman. Because Lois Superman? Lane. Superman? Lois Lane and Clark Kent. 
Oh. <laughs> Okay. Essentially, essentially, okay. essentially, Superman and his girlfriend explored the Oregon Trail. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I remember it. So, uh, we're all sitting there, and we devise this plan to do the most AJ Barrows <laughs> surprise party ever. We're all sitting there in the pitch dark. Pitch dark? Pitch black? Pitch dark. Something. The... Darting dark. The darting dark. <laughs> and as you walk in, we all just sit there very quietly and stare at you. And we had all agreed not to say surprise. <laughs> and then one person <laughs> who will remain nameless, uh, we'll call her Jalen because that is her name. So <laughs> she goes, surprise! We're all like, shut up, Jalen. <laughs> like, that's not what you were supposed to do. So then we stare at you for another, I don't know, 30 seconds. Yeah, something like that. You like awkwardly wave at me. I awkwardly wave back, but still don't say anything. Yeah. And then all in unison somehow, we're all like, surprise! <laughs> and then we celebrate, okay? Uh, no one got you gifts because we're poor. Mm-hmm. But speaking of being poor, Two things. That day, the day of your surprise surprise party. Yes. Was the one billion dollar Mega Millions lottery dr- draft. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lottery, the lottery draft. Yes, they draft. The dr- you draft numbers and then you see if they win. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we all decided that evening to go buy lotto tickets <laughs> because we're all broke missionaries and we all wanted to, you know, we wanted Invest to Invest our money wisely <laughs> yeah, in exactly. lottery tickets. So we all spent $4. Well, I spent $4. Yeah, uh, we went to a gas station to get tickets for y'all. I f- we found out that the, the they announced the tickets, ticket winners, mm. at 10.15. They closed selling at 9.45. We walked in at 9.45 on the dot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you didn't get one. But I'm here to tell everyone. I won the lottery. Yeah. I did. I bought a lotto ticket and I got money back. I, I just, you know, spent two dollars and got four. That's beside <laughs> the point. I didn't get the I didn't get the one billion dollars. So actually today, as we record, by the time people listen to this, by the time we're done recording, I've edited and I've posted the podcast, I might be a one point six billionaire. I bought not one, not two, but three tickets today. Oh wow. Yeah. All because I want to be a billionaire for my birthday. My birthday is this Thursday, October 25th. Producer Sam's is also later this week. Yes. So uh, we've, all, we've often talked about me giving her a few dollars for producing the show. So if I became a, a multi-billionaire, yeah. or at least a one-billionaire, I mean, that would Just suffice. Rational, you know? like, yeah. uh, I'd give her a few dollars. You know? <laughs> like, I'd do it. So we got to, we got to talking about uh, what we would do with $1 billion. Yes. Today is 1.6. So... I'm going to do my answer first because your answer makes me angry. <laughs> my answer, if, if and most of the people, at, at we had this conversation at your surprise yeah, birthday party. Yeah, we did. We did. I, and most people said, you know, we'd pay off our loans, our debt. Mm. We'd pay off the loans and debt of like our, our close loved ones. Yeah. Uh, we are all missionaries, so we mm. all said we'd donate to each other, right? Yeah. Except for... <laughs> Me, I said, no, I'm going to give to all but one of you, and I'll let you decide who the one is. Yeah. <laughs> it may or may not be someone with, whose last name rhymes with Harrow's. Jalen. 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 Her name does not rhyme with Harrow's. Uh, you know, I would, I, would probably, I would probably get a nicer house. I would uh, 
finally upgrade my wife's wedding ring. What, what would what would you and and, and then I'd have. One point six billion dollars left. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't like, even, I wouldn't even touch it. Like I honestly have no idea what I would do with that amount of money. Like, think about the tithing. You know, typically tithing is ten yeah. percent. Yeah. What is ten percent of one point six billion dollars? That's like, oh, if I'm doing my math right, is it one hundred and sixty million? Is that right? Yeah, something that that ballpark ish. Yeah. So let's just say that I'll probably be corrected in the. <laughs> In the comments, but whatever. Like, that's how much money I would give to church and ministries. Like, that's, I would feel like I'm awesome now. <laughs> like, I feel like money doesn't buy happiness, but it buys awesomeness for me. So what would you do with $1.6 billion? What I would do with that much money, I would pay off my family's loans. I would probably buy my parents' house and, like, give it to them. <laughs> I'd buy. You, you have to leave now. <laughs> this is my house now. I am. The, this is my house now. No, I wouldn't tell anyone. I would just continue to live the life that I live now. They asked me, "What's the first thing I would buy?" And my answer was four new tires for my car because I am buying four new tires for my car. I, see, there's the thing. I I I feel like, and we argued about this yes, for, for quite me. some time. I feel like that is like the holy and correct answer. But I feel like if you actually want that money, you'd be like, ah, oh, never mind. I'm going to go buy, buy a Bugatti. Which, by the way, no, I looked no. it up. If you won that much money, you could buy like 182 of the new Bugattis that cost me. <laughs> hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking to the author of Jesus Loves Movies. And later on, we're going to keep talking about what we do with our $1.6 billion. And also talk about me wrestling a baby elephant. It's going to be fun. Stay tuned. This is Tony from Catholic Bomb Co. We make beard bombs, lip bombs, and lotion bars inspired by the Catholic tradition. Um, in the 133rd Psalm, uh, we're told that men should anoint their beards daily and that it should be joyful um, in the same way that uh, brotherhood, fraternity, and the love that Christ shares with us is. Uh, but if you don't have a beard, if you're not a man, if you want lip balm, lotion bars, beard balm, or anything else, go to catholicbalm.co slash forte and use the code forte uh, to get a discount and support Catholic Balm Co. youth ministry around the world, but also this amazing show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is Taylor Schroll. For those of you who have listened more than once, twice, three times, you know that this segment is our interview segment. So I have a guy with me today who is an author of a, uh, a really interestingly titled book, really interesting idea for a book. His name is Phil, and I'm not even going to try his last name. <laughs> Phil, how are you this evening, man? Good, good. It's a pleasure to be on here. Okay, what's the last name, man? Yeah, sure. That's Strangolagali. I got in trouble in high school for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Strangolagali. Oh, yeah. Do you get like a, a lot of like Strangolagali G? Like, is that something people have said to you before? I get Stromboli, I get spaghetti, I get uh, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, it's, it's, uh, we actually met on Instagram. Uh, yeah. so we started following each other and you've got this great book and you said, Hey, 
uh, I think you'd be interested in this. And I, I, I uh, got very busy and I didn't look at it for a while. And then right. you uh, very kindly reminded me and I went and read it and I was like, okay, this is fantastic. So I read, okay, before we get into it, I don't want to give it away. Why don't, right. why don't you just give like the why of the book? Why did you make this book? Sure. Uh, so it was never planned. Uh, a lot of it came from uh, my pain, um, you know, probably during one of the worst seasons of my life. Um, you know, we had plans, me and my soon-to-be wife, you know, we were going to, uh, you know, have this house or, you know, we, we, we just had plans, you know, that we were going to live this certain way. And then all of a sudden, a lot of those plans were just ripped from me, um, just at a, a very short time frame. And, uh, you know, and then we entered marriage and, um, you know, I, I love being married, you know, marriage is like the best thing ever. Um, but really, you know, having those plans ripped from me is, is where, uh, this book came from, you know, I started watching films and I started noticing that, you know, I, I really felt like, um, these films were really speaking to me. And then I just started writing in the beginning. It was just therapy, you know, and it was, it was therapy on, on what I've been through in the last season. And I just kept writing and eventually, uh, it came down to this book. So yeah, the book's called Jesus loves movies. It's coming out this week and it's, yeah. it's actually pretty interesting. Cause I actually wouldn't, we hadn't talked much. I don't really like talking to my guests all that much, um, before they come on so that I can actually have, you know, I'm learning things and I'm actually having a genuine conversation with you. And also, uh, I have found that most of my guests don't want to talk to me after 18 minutes of being on the air with me. So I just don't want to like risk it before we do that. But um, it seems to me like such a like a like like there was more planning to it. Like like it was more, a more of a happy thing. So to hear that it was unplanned and and coming from a tough place actually, I think gives it a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more oomph because essentially what this is, is you go through all these movies that you watch during this time and mm -hmm. you write essentially devotionals about them, right? So most people that you, you hear, you know, you, you say that you can read it as a book, you can read it as devotionals. Most of the time when I think devotionals, I think the word of God, mm -hmm. not Wreck-It Ralph. So, mm -hmm. so, so I, I just find it fascinating. So how did you make that connection in, in, in your life for this book? Right. Uh, so really what it was, you know, in the beginning of this therapy for me, you know, and it just started writing and, you know, I really felt like there was, there was something there uh, and there was something, you know, that, that people could get from it. And man, if it just impacted, you know, if it just impacts one person's life, you know, that I, I, I've done my job. Um, but really that's, that's where it came from. And, you know, it, it might look like, you know, really fun and it is, you know, it's a real, it's a fun, you know, book, it's a fun title, uh, but it really did. Yeah. It, it came from, um, some deep pain, some deep trauma. Um, but yeah. So, so I, I want to give people kind of a, a snap, a snapshot of this. Cause I didn't completely understand it till I got the book in front of me. And I was like, Oh, like I read the one about toy story. So this is right. the, the first movie that you tackle, uh, came out in 1995, which made me feel very old, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> depending on the time of year it came out, I was either five or six years old. Like, I feel very old right now. Right. But, uh, Toy Story. So, how are just give our just give our audience a a glimpse in how you are approaching these movies as as a devotional. Yeah. So for Toy Story, um, you know what I really uh, wanted to capture um, was just how Woody felt abandoned 
and, you know, just almost rejected um, when buzz came in the picture. And, you know, how many times in life, you know, we, we might feel like Woody. We might feel like, you know, God is far off or he's busy doing something else like Andy was. You know, Andy was spending a lot of time with Buzz, but the truth is, is, you know, God is, God's not like that at all, you know, and, and he's always, he's always with us, you know, and, and, and he sings, you know, you got a friend in me, you know, over us. So, so yeah, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted, wanted to make that, that connection. It's know? just awesome so. because like one, one of my favorite things is having this Christian worldview, like being able to look at movies and be like, oh yeah, I can connect this and like, you know, for a talk or something for a youth group or for something on the, on the air. And it, and it's interesting because like, reading this one it actually gave me like what you wrote gave me some insight and some thought of like okay like why do i feel like whenever whenever woody feels abandoned like why do i connect with that right mm. and i don't think i ever really realized that it's like right. oh i i'm missing this connection either with somebody in my life or with god like you said like there are so many times where i've been you know i i've you know like the whole you know, seek and you shall find, ask, you know, asking you shall receive. And it's just like, God, I've been seeking, right. I've been asking, I've been praying. Right. And I don't feel anything. I don't hear anything. Right. So I feel like Woody right. in those moments. But like you sure. said, like you say, you know, the scripture, you know, the a father, the father sings over us. I always picture yeah. that being a hymn, not uh, right. you got a friend in me, but I like that image yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I think, you know, what, what this book captures, it just captures how God is personal, you know, and, and he cares about what we care about. Like if, if he loves us, then, you know, he, I, I do believe that, you know, he loves movies because, you know, if, if we care about movies in that way, or we care about specific things, he wants to meet us there, you know? Yeah. And he, like, he gave us those desires. Like we, we all enjoy watching movies. So why yeah. wouldn't God be there? Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. I made a connection earlier in our, in our first segment, about how, uh, you know, talking about you coming onto the show and how Jesus loves movies. I love movies. Therefore, me and Jesus are, are, the, are similar. It, it, like, I am very Jesus-like. Mm. Do you think that that logic stands? All right. Um, I'm trying to get a grip on that. So <laughs> sounds like I'm in logic class in yeah. college. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would generally say um, – that, you know, God just wants to meet us right where we are, you know, and, and, and right uh, where we are. And, and it doesn't even have to be movies, but it can be anything, um, you know, that we have a desire for a good, you know, pure desire for. And uh, yeah, he just wants to meet us there. So uh, after your career as an author, you should become a politician. That was just a beautiful way to dodge my question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he- here's the next one. I have a question about this next one. Guardians of the sure. Galaxy. I don't remember any any scripture stories. I don't remember anything that ended in a dance battle. So how, does, so how do you see God in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, this guy's funny, man. Uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure being on your show, man. You're a really, really funny dude. Um, well, thanks. I'm enjoying yeah, so, talking to you um, as well. Yeah, so with Guardians, uh, you know, it, it was even before the movie released, you know, when the trailer came out, nobody nobody even knew about who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Um, you know, they were, they were just... And, and it's so funny how it relates with, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy in their own universe. You know, they're, they're just... They're a bunch of ragtag criminals and a bunch of nobodies, really. Um and they do something extraordinary. They do something great. And, you know, I think 
I mean, that relates so much to, you know, the disciples we hear about, you know, uh, the prostitute, you know, and it's just, it's very empowering to know that, you know, anybody, you know, is accepted. And it's, yeah, so I would, I would definitely go down that route for guardians. There you go. See, these are just uh, fantastic connections. And I, I love making connections like these. And I love hearing connections like these because like for both of these, for Toy Story and for Guardians, I, I, I hadn't thought of that. And it's, it, and it's just such a beautiful image, imagery that I may or may not steal from my next youth ministry talk. You have, you have, you have, <laughs> my, my, uh, my producer's in youth ministry as well, and he's pointing at himself. He's taking notes for his next talk, <laughs> which, which ironically enough, you're actually helping with your youth group right now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so you, you brought food, and uh, I think we can hear some of the kids in the background every now and then. So they're absolutely <laughs> having fun. Um, but one of the things that I, I find interesting, I want to I want to keep on this conversation about having this sure. Christian worldview, like how a, sure. a lot of people, even even Christians, look at look at movies as just like, oh, that's just an, another thing I do. Like I do my church thing, and then I do my movies thing, and then I do my work thing, and then I do my school thing, and it's just like. If we actually have this Christian worldview, which you obviously right. have and are sharing and are showing and are trying to help people mold through this book, um, what is the thing that that helps you to make this connection? Like, are you as you watch movies, are you looking mm-hmm. for the connection or does it come across kind of naturally? Like, how does it happen for you? Well, generally, I mean, you know, it's. I, I stated in my book, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely, I analyze film so much. Like, you know, ever, ever since I was in high school, I would analyze film. Um, you know, and I, I love, I love to pick apart film, you know, and, and, and a lot of it, you know, comes from there. Um, but it also comes from, you know, after watching a film, you know, if it moved me, um, in such a way, you know, I go back to it, you know, and I really start analyzing it you know, some more. And, and, and that's kind of where it comes from. Um, I do believe that movies are spiritual. I do believe that, you know, cinema, it's a spiritual place and it, it's a place where you can meet God. You know, I, I truly believe that, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, it definitely um, goes, you know, kind of in a, in a, in a, you know, wrestling match, I guess, I guess the, against, you know, the worldview where, you know, we can only see God in this specific area um, you know, rather than seeing God in film, you know what I'm saying? Or seeing God in other things. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have shared before on the show about how I, I always kind of say provocatively that a, that a Muslim helped me to learn how to pray better. Uh, a Muslim on TV mm. helped me to pray better, you know, uh, made me a better <laughs> Christian because <clears throat> I was watching Lost and one of the characters on that show is Muslim and I was binge watching Lost uh, right after <laughs> like finals week. So like, I, I think I right. watched like probably three seasons in like two and a half days or something like so that. So many people have done that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, very proud of it, right? Uh, whoops. Yeah. Um, but he's this guy who wasn't a perfect, wasn't a, a holy version of a Muslim. And even he, when he's in a Muslim country and he heard the bells go off for prayer, right. he knelt down and he prayed. And I was like, wow, like I'm sitting here two and a half days. Like I haven't prayed in two and a half days because all I've done is eaten and watched Lost, you know? So it was like, right. it was God speaking to me through a you know secular TV show with a, a Muslim guy saying like, hey, you need to pray. And then like, even this last week, I was watching Arrow, you know, about the Green Arrow, right? And there yeah. was this beautiful moment uh, where where these people get married, and I was like, I've been watching this show for like two and a half hours. 
Like I need to go speak with my bride. You know, like I need to go because I, I felt mm. this and I didn't like it didn't mm. come immediately. I was like, oh, like this is so sweet. It's so sentimental. Like it was actually like a, a you know, kind of a, a tear jerking moment. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, like, why is this actually touching me? Why is this hitting me? It's like, oh, yeah. like, I need to go. I need to go spend time with my wife, you know. So mm. it's just cool to, to see to see these things um, in your book and then you've put all these things through. So. I want mm. to uh, I want to go through uh, let's see maybe one maybe two more I'm a huge sure. I'm a huge Star Wars fan <laughs> so, so you've got Star Wars Episode Five The Empire Strikes Back sure. so what's the connection for me here right um, very you know straight and simple um, you know Luke deals with this scar um, you know literally and figuratively I mean you know his his dad you know takes off his hand you know and then uh, figuratively. You know, he deals with abandonment from, you know, Darth Vader. Um, so he's got these daddy issues. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I truly believe that, you know, no, no dad is perfect, you know. And, and even if you, if you tried, you know, and you've, you've definitely you've made mistakes, you know. Uh, and every dad has made a mistake along the way. Um, Fourteen today. <laughs> but, uh, but God's perfect, you know, and he's a perfect dad. And, uh you know, there's, there's definitely something to be said about that. You know, when God says that I am your father, you know, so. <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> yes! But the thing is, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is the opposite <laughs> reaction. Yeah, exactly right. All right. Now here, here's one that, uh, like I could probably make that connection. I could probably make some of those. I don't, uh, this one is a test for me. It's going to be a test sure. for you. I, sure. ju- I just saw this in the list. Okay. Mean girls. How do you connect yeah. mean girls to the faith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in, in the beginning, you know, when I first uh, came to Christ, you know, I was, I was definitely uh, using this verse and, and misinterpreting this verse um, of when Jesus says to deny ourselves. And, you know, I was literally taking that, you know, and everything that Phil likes, I'm not going to do it. So, you know, I, I didn't watch, um, film, you know, I didn't like play video games, like stuff like that. Um, and I'd literally shut off fun in my life, you know, and, and I put the fun in Christian fundamentalism, you know, like that was, that was me. (laughs) So the, the relation I make is, you know, here's Katie Heron, you know, she, uh, is from Africa. She's a genius. She's in math class and she loves, or she likes this guy, Aaron Samuels, you know, that sits, uh, right in front of her. And she becomes someone she's not in order to be accepted. And so many times, you know, I feel like, I mean, I made the mistake of becoming, you know, trying to become someone I wasn't thinking that God would accept me or love me. And the truth is we don't have to do that, you know, and and he loves us for who we are and he loves us for the activities we like. And, you know, so, so yeah, man, that's, that's. That's the connection I brought there. There you go. You did it. You win the interview. That's how you win an interview. Is connect <laughs> mean girls uh, to to the faith and also proudly say on radio that you listen that you watched Mean Girls and enjoyed it. So, oh sure. <laughs> hey <laughs> Phil, uh, how can people get connected with you? How can they buy the book? It's coming out this week. Jesus loves movies. Yes. So my website right now, um, if you do purchase it before the 26th, um, I am having signed copies on there. Uh, so on JesusLovesMovies.com, 
It's also on every other major distributor, so Amazon.com, Christian Bookstore, uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Books a Million. It's it's on all of those, so it's pretty easy to get access to. It's in print and it's in ebook version. So. That's great, so, yeah. man. I, I hope my people go and listen and read it and go buy it. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. You're hilarious. You're hilarious. All right. Thanks again, Phil. Uh, guys, go get the book. Go check it out. I've had so much fun uh, reading the few chapters that I have already. I'm going to continue reading it. It's great. Go pick yourself up one now. Pre-order it. Or, you know what? Buy a few copies and give them away for Christmas. Guys, we'll be right back for our final segment of the day. Hey, I just want to take a moment to tell you about our new affiliate for the show, Sock Religious. I am so excited to be partnering with these guys to bring you some great content and everything that you buy also helps to support the show. So here's what you need to do. Head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash socks. That's part one. You can find all the information about it. You can see the amazing socks that they have, designs like John Paul II, St. Teresa, Mother Teresa, St. Joseph. They are cool socks. Like, I've never been the most fashionable person, but they are helping me up my sock game. They can do the same for you. So go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks. And also, a little bonus, if you want 15% off your first order, when you get to ordering, use the code Forte15, all capital, F-O-R-T-E, and the number 1-5, you'll get 15% off your first order. Do it. Get you some socks and help out the show. Thanks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is still your host, Taylor Schroll. I do that for the radio people in case people are just tuning in. But if you're listening on podcasts, you're like, yeah, Taylor, I'm pretty sure you weren't going to switch hosts between the second and third segment. Speaking of the second segment, it was great having Phil on. He talked about his book, Jesus Loves Movies. And Jesus Loves Movies. I love movies. Therefore, I am very much like Jesus today. What do you think about that comparison, Mr. A.J. Barrows? Pass. Pass. Okay. Pass. <laughs> um, you also passed on any good kind of answer to what you do with $1.6 billion in the I've, first segment. I'm satisfied with my answer. Uh, you are. <laughs> I am not. It's my money. I could be satisfied with it however I would like to be satisfied I with just, it. I just think you're lying. I think there's no way you could hold it in and you would like buy a, I feel. I feel like you'd like... Here's what I think you would do with $1.6 billion. Tell me. I think you would... Set out. You'd find like Elon Musk or something, and you. <laughs> I feel like those people are easier to find when you have one point six billion dollars. Probably. Um, I feel like you would buy, like, have him create for you a real life version of the Iron Giant. <laughs> would you? Would you like an Iron Giant? No. What, <laughs> what am I going to do with an Iron Giant? Uh, be protected from all evil. Fight a baby elephant? I don't know. Like we're gonna. I've never t- been. I've never <laughs> had an issue up to this point. It's gonna be fine. Stop! Stop playing with your water bottle. I can hear it. Oh. <laughs> so we can. Oh, interim substitute teacher. <laughs> okay. So we were talking about the money. We're gonna get into yes. this conversation that we have to. It's another conversation we had about the 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 prospect of me fighting a baby elephant. Yeah. No. 
But we've got to finish up this whole this whole money thing. So I, I was I was looking at all the things that you could buy with a billion dollars. So what do you think, like, you gave, like, the holy answer, I'm better than everyone else. Uh, what do you think most, like, what do you think is, like, the expensive things that people would buy with $1 billion? New house. I think people buy planes? <laughs> Investments? Uh, and... uh, no, that, that's just uh, uh, television preachers. Boom! Bazinga! Got him! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Let's just make everyone angry. All right, so I, I found this list of what you could buy. With a billion dollars. With with a billion dollars. Because essentially, like, like, I have three tickets that I'm going to, you know, win with later, obviously. Obviously. Um... <laughs> If this thing would load, geez Louise. I had this pulled up earlier, and then I uh, I looked up that happy birthday song that we played in the mm. first segment, and now it's not loading. So I, I know that it was lots and lots of Bugattis. <laughs> I'm not sure what a Bugatti is, but I'm sure she's wonderful. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what a Bugatti is. It's a car. It's a nice sports car. So I'm not even rich enough to know what a Bugatti is. Um, here's Here we go. Here's Here's a list. You could buy... Two. This is ridiculous. This blows my mind. Because essentially the, the money gets like, you can get it like over the course of your lifetime. Yeah. Or you can get it all right now. But if you get it all right now, it's it's less money. So like the $1.6 billion, if I won today, I could get $956 million tomorrow. But after taxes, it'd be a little over half a billion dollars. So they're saying essentially what you could buy tomorrow. Yeah, with, with, ha- with these things, right? A half a billion dollars. A half a billion dollars. This this blew me away. I could buy two houses in Los Angeles. That's it? Like, I'm sure I could buy more, but there are two houses that are worth almost <laughs> over half a billion dollars. Two! Are those houses made of Bugattis? I think they're like, Iron they're Giants. Not- <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what they actually are. This is, it was just insane to me. Uh, you could buy 700 tickets to guess where? Super Bowl. No, that's a good guess, though. Oh, sorry. And by 700, I, pull, I pulled it up. I finally found the, the thing. Um, 700, sorry, 3,438. You could bring them to space. <laughs> you could buy. You could buy tickets. Three thousand four hundred thirty-eight friends to space. Space with either our friend Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos from the a- Amazon fame. Mm. Um, you could buy six hundred and twenty-five bottles of one million dollar whiskey. First of all, <laughs> why is there a whiskey that is a million dollars a bottle? Good on them. It better be the. Like fountain of youth, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what's going on. Like th- this just gave me a just sneak peek, a snippet into what it's like to be rich. Stay nine thousand one hundred sixty nine nights in the country's most expensive hotel. Where is the hotel? The hotel is in Manhattan, New York. Oh, okay. it is seventy five thousand dollars a night. Do you know how many people live in this country whose house costs $75,000 or less? Uh, you can't tell, but I'm raising my hand right like now. That's the, me. The, yes, this is welcome to radio. <laughs> welcome to radio. <laughs> um, you could buy an island, which is, you know, that's another pretty pretty popular one. Which which island? Are we talking like? 
Uh, a tiny island. Are we talking? This one's called uh, N E C K E R Island, Necker Island. Could you rename it? It's not a. It's not a strong name. I know. I feel like the first thing I would do, I would name it Iron Giant Island. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else could you do? Oh, yeah, 118 Bugattis. Here's here's another one that blew me away. I could send 2,544 students to Harvard University for four years each. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, this this is all coming to you from our friends over at CNBC.com. Mm. Thanks, CNBC. So this got me thinking. Uh, AJ Barros, what makes you happy? People, my family, food. All people? <laughs> Hard question. All food? <laughs> all, uh, <laughs> all family? <laughs> I don't want very much. I just want to be around the people I like to be around. And this, do. This is all an intervention for you. Okay. <laughs> like, Sam's actually not sick. We actually canceled this so that we could do an intervention on, the, on live on the air. <laughs> um, you need bigger goals. <laughs> you need no. bigger dreams. <laughs> no, I just. I know m- happiness does not come from money or owning things. Okay, so the real reason is this is an intervention for me because everybody knows that everyone who comes on this show is holier than me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I, lo- I, I can give you a run for your money. I, I don't have any money. That's the point <laughs> of this whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> and you bought lottery tickets. And also, I very much struggle to run because I've only <laughs> done three. I was supposed to give an update. I have done three of my CrossFit workouts, mm. I have almost died three times <laughs> in the last two weeks. Four, actually, if you count the elderly person who pulled out in front of me while I was going 40 on an, on our local mm. Texas Avenue here, and they pulled out in front of me out of McDonald's. I'm like, they're just blissfully hanging out with their fries, and I almost died. Yeah. So the three times at CrossFit and the one time that I drove past McDonald's, I actually <laughs> didn't go. I was hey, very good, proud good of Good on myself. you. Good on you. Good on you, mate. So, um... I looked up scriptures. Did you know that I could do that? I do now. <laughs> I, I actually have that ability. Uh, three scriptures about money. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Where your treasure is, there is where your heart will be. You've heard this, right? Yeah. So I don't think money is my treasure. I think my free time is my treasure. Mm. Like me watching Netflix which I'm sad, by the way. They just canceled two of my favorite shows. Which ones? Uh, Luke Cage. Oh, that is good. And uh, Iron Fist. You can do better. Iron Fist, Iron Giant. <laughs> That's what everybody told my wife, by, by the way, when we were getting married. <laughs> you can do better. <laughs> People weren't following the conversation. They were like, they told her Iron Giant. <laughs> uh, but we, I think we all have you know, struggles with where we put our where our treasure is. Like, where we're yeah. spending our time is where our heart is, right? Yeah. Uh, Ecclesiastes 5.10, whoever loves money never has enough. <laughs> That's what I got to thinking about whenever we were reading the CNBC article. <laughs> Jeez Louise. It's like, oh, yeah, I could have more. It's kind of like me with eating. It's like the more like, – I can never have enough. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's relatable. I'm, I'm very, very hungry all the time. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and you will be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So I thought this was a nice little uh, segue yeah. in- back into me. <laughs> into- it's my birthday week. So I just want to remind you, uh, one, that if I win the lottery, uh, I'm going to be very happy because 
it would be cool. <laughs> That's, I'm just going to leave that there. I also want to remind you that if you win, and you, AJ Barros, you, yes. uh, all other listeners and their last names, if you win the lottery, I just want to remind you that it's my birthday this it's week. It's my birthday this week. I also remind, want to remind you that we have a Patreon page where you can support <laughs> Forte Catholic, patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. I also want to remind you that myself, producer Sam, and AJ Barrows are all full-time missionaries. Yep. Which means that we gave up caring about money a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so we all get our salary primarily from people partnering with us monthly to donate to us. And so uh, if you win if you win $1.6 billion tonight, uh, you know, God reminded you through me <laughs> that you owe him 10%. And I don't know how you t- tithe, AJ, uh, but I usually give 5% to the church and 5% to ministries or missionaries, right? Yeah. Uh, so f- that 5% of that 100 and whatever, uh, 160 so million so that we so decided so earlier, uh, just remember... That your friendly missionary and podcast host, Taylor, um, would, would just do great things for the kingdom with that money. So many iron giants. So many iron giants. I would, I would uh, you know, we have, we have ushers at church. I would make many iron giants and they would be the ushers. It's like, scoot in, you know. That's what the iron giant sounds like, I guess, now. Okay, we had another conversation that we have to get to. This is, this is the grand finale oh. of episode 106 of For- the Forte Catholic Show. So we had a conversation, your, your lovely girlfriend mm-hmm. and I and you mm-hmm. went to have a, have a few drinks yesterday to celebrate uh, your birthday and, and, and it was just cool. I got to get to know her too and I was just happy I didn't have to spend time alone with you. <laughs> <laughs> but she was sitting and she was wearing an elephant on her t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So I asked her why there was an elephant on her t-shirt and she promptly said... Because that's how they printed it. And I was like, you're very sassy. <laughs> <laughs> and I like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I asked her, you know, why she had... And long story short, don't ask me to recount the entire story because I have no idea how we got to this. But we got to this conversation where you and I were uh, diabolically opposed yes. on the outcome of this. Uh, I am 6'2". Yes. 250 pounds. Someone tried to argue with me today, Annie Fulkerson, that I am not 6'2". Um, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I am 6'2". Uh, you can see it on my uh, driver's license and also measure me the next time we see each other. Like, I don't care. Like, she wanted you to measure me today. I'm like, I, I know I'm 6'2". Like, I don't need to prove it to you, old lady. And then, uh, <laughs> and then also, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we're on the radio Mm-hmm. So measuring the host would take some time with both of us away from the microphones. <laughs> and she was like, I believe in you. I'm like, I think you're just trying to sabotage my show so that yours looks better. So <laughs> thanks for nothing, Annie Fulkerson, our friends over at the Salt and Light Podcast. Mm. Uh, but I am 6'2", 250 pounds. Ironically enough, she didn't want to argue about my weight. She's like, yeah, that looks about right. Uh, <laughs> a baby elephant. We looked this up. Yes. Three feet tall, mm-hmm. 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I am I'm three feet and two inches taller than a baby elephant. Yes. And I outweigh it by 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. So we got, and I have to preface this, that one, PETA, leave me alone. If anyone from PETA listens to my show, leave me alone. I'm not actually going to fight an elephant. <laughs> uh, Peter or PETA? This is... 
Peter. Peter. Okay. Peter. Peter. Peter Griffin. If you're listening to this, I'm not actually going to fight. I feel like he actually would. Anyway, you're getting me off. Moving on. Moving on. We've got three minutes left to discuss this whole thing. So, and there's also a a point to this. That's my preface. Okay. I'm going to try to make the point in three minutes or less. (laughs) You think that the elephant would beat me in a fight. I think that I would beat the baby elephant in a fight. I, I'm taller than it. I've got wider. Like if you just put the tail of the tape, like before they go into boxing ra- matches, I, I, I see ways that I could win. I see ways that we could tie. I don't see any way I could lose. Okay. The, the way I look at this is elephants are pachyderms, which basically means thick skin. <laughs> And also, the bones of an elephant are so much stronger than you could, you could do nothing to hurt this animal. And like, there's a dog half of your height. Everyone goes, wow, that's a, that's a big dog. Elephants are bigger than dogs. Like, there's nothing you can that's do to argument, win this fight. Elephants are bigger, bigger than, than do- dogs. <laughs> Here's the deal. You, you can't I laughed win. because I was describing your argument to somebody else. They're like, they have thick skin and big hey. bones. <laughs> you know, what what like, could you do to possibly beat this elephant? I would tip it over and tie it up with rope. Why did you get this rope? I always have rope on me. Shenanigans. I have so, rope. Right now. Prove it. Uh, okay. Let, no, this is radio. I can't prove it to you. <laughs> I have my, my headphones. They're kind of like Not, rope. Okay. Good luck okay. holding an elephant Here's with your the headphones. Deal. I don't think I would ever randomly fight a baby elephant. <laughs> if I knew I was going Just to be the zoo. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I would take rope with me. And I, I just feel like I would just tip it over. Like, it's very nice. I, 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 also, I think like, uh, I don't know. There's no way that it, like, it doesn't have opposable thumbs. <laughs> What is it going to do? Run after? Like, it's a baby. I just feel like I would win. So we put this to Twitter. Yeah. And we put this to Twitter. And 74% of people are absolutely insane. <laughs> they think that I would lose in a fight to a baby elephant. Like, this is... No! No applause! No applause! I think this is crazy. So let's see if I can do this in 60 seconds. Okay. Connection to the faith. Because... <clears throat> Fighting elephants is weird. <laughs> and sometimes Catholicism is weird. I had a weird conversation, a weird talk that I gave to the men, the young men at St. Joseph's Church this weekend. We were talking about being in battle and that people are at war. And we talked about, we connected it to like, essentially guys have been at war for as long as men have been around, right? But there's also been this spiritual battle going on for our entire, like, the entire lives of all humanity. And yet so often we don't know that we're in a, in a battle. So we talked about, you know, we connected it to the armor of God. So we're going to talk about that a little bit next week. We're going to talk about the armor of God, you know, just because it's just fun to talk about the possibility of possibly fighting a baby elephant one day. It's like the Ministry Madness Bracket. It's not a real fight. We're not actually going to fight, but it'll be fun. Hey, guys, this is fun. We'll be back next week. Say it! Hello, friends. You made it to the end of the podcast. Congratulations. Now, here's the real deal. If you listened all this way, it means that you liked it in some capacity. Here's what I need you to do. 
take 30 seconds before you listen to the next episode. Search in your iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Search for Forte Catholic. Go give, give it a review. It'll take you 30 seconds and will help me out a lot. And it'll help you help others make Catholicism fun again, which is essentially like evangelizing. So you're off the hook for that today. If you give me a review, go do it. Otherwise, I will be sad. Oh, have a good week.